to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 293 of the Left Traffic Podcast. I'm your host, the professor, Brandon Crowd. Countdown to episode 300 is still going on. Seven more shows to go, uh, and I've got some info and some some things to do for episode 300 and the countdown and I will get into that here in just a little bit once I get the uh, the guest on tonight because he's gonna be hanging around for the whole show which is cool haven't haven't done that in a minute so looking forward to that I uh, hope you all had a fantastic couple of weeks life has been crazy busy over here work has just been brutal uh, if if you've paid attention to the uh, rates and the Fed hikes and all that. And if you've listened a minute, you know I work in the mortgage industry. And uh, yeah, things are, uh, aren't are the funnest, if that's a word, if I can use, in the mortgage industry right now. And, uh, you know, I'm not even on the sales side of things. And it is, uh, it's rough out there. So we'll uh, just keep plucking along. Uh, last week had an unexpected funeral, which is why there wasn't a show last week. But hey, we're able to turn things around a little bit, have a, uh, a good time this past weekend, took Alden to the cider mill, which was just flipping adorable. Sunday, Brad Yunker came up, we grabbed a quick nine holes at golf. Uh, what else did we do? We went and grabbed some drinks. We went and suffered through the first half of the Lions game and then grabbed a couple more drinks and uh, took an Uber home. And then this weekend, I'm very excited, uh, heading to Philly Friday for the one-man show of The Undertaker and WWE Extreme Rules. My cousin and I are uh, Getting out of Dodge for a couple days. Couldn't come at a better time, to be honest with you. Very much needed. So looking forward to that. Can't wait to have an update on those shenanigans for you guys next week. Uh, let's see what's coming up tonight. Well, the doctor, Aaron Studwell, is going to be on the show here in just a second. I'll get him on in just a minute. We're going to talk all kinds of things. We've got to talk about the rest of the countdown to episode 300. We've got some college football that we'll throw in the mix early since he's going to be on. Uh, we've got hats to talk about. We've got weights and fish to talk about. So much going on. Oh, and of course, we'll talk a little NASCAR along the way. So... Uh, without any further ado, Lat Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his 12th appearance as a guest on the show outside of the weather segments. He needs no introduction. My good friend and yours, welcome back to the show, Dr. Aaron Steadwell. Sir, good evening. How are you? Uh, good evening, sir. I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm great. Thank you. I didn't realize uh, it had been a minute since you've actually been a, uh, a a quote unquote guest of the show. So welcome back from from that regard. Thank you. Um, I you know I I guess I just hate say I would never take this for granted. So I'm not going to use that phrase. I guess I just never. How many times? Okay, where does that rank me on guests? On guests, great question. Let me pull that up. Let me kill time here for a quick. I, I would imagine second. that would be behind Mr. Striegel. Uh, yes, you're behind Striegel. You're behind Sherwin of the PETM podcast. That makes sense. Uh, you are behind the Orange Cone. That makes sense. And, oh, okay. he was almost a regular. He was almost like me for a while. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it still kind of <laughs> is. Um, then there is Dustin Albino at 14. 
and then okay. well, you with 12. So one, two, three, well, four. So you're top five, top five. Okay, that works. Yes. You know what? And for as much as I talk, it right. will just feel like it'll vault me to number one. Right, yes, yes. Jeff Striegel's number one with 23 appearances on the show. Wow. I've taken great. full advantage of Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, and here he doesn't even have you on his Facebook page. No, 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 not at all. And uh, he will definitely uh, be in the mix uh, as we get closer to 300. Uh, you'll be in the mix. Newdorf will be in the mix. You know, all the all the all the regulars that have helped the uh, the show and the support and all that. So here's uh, what a segue. So here's what I'm going to do. And I kind of teased this a couple weeks ago, but I've, I've decided to officially make it official um, is that. For the rest of the season, there there will be some guests, but uh, they might just be sprinkled in for a few minutes here or there. Um, but I am dedicating the last Lucky 7 shows to Lucky 300 uh, to all the listeners and the followers. So if you would like to be a part of the show in any capacity between now and episode 300, uh, shoot me a message. I am going to be reaching out to some people personally, uh, whether they've been a longtime follower, they interact, they've been on the show before, whatever the case may be. But for the next seven shows, come on the show. If you just want to say hi and tell me about your dog, great. You want to talk NASCAR, <laughs> we'll talk NASCAR. You want to talk wrestle, whatever you want to talk about. It's because of you guys that, uh, you know, we're even talking about episode 300. So uh, I definitely have some some giveaways and all of that lined up still. I know things have kind of fallen off the rail here the last week or two, but we are going to go strong for these last seven episodes. Um, I think the final episode is going to be a condensed uh, Lucky Dog recap. A, a very condensed award show thing, as well as some of the uh, the key people that have been involved uh, over the last uh, what will be 300 episodes. So uh, if you like I said, you want to come on, shoot me a DM, tweet at me, email most anybody that wants to get a hold of me will know how to figure out a way to get a hold of me if you want to be on the show. So uh, to you guys for the last seven shows, what do you think about that there, sir? Oh, I like it. I'm already writing down ideas for you too. Even just to call in and say, give you just a little drop sound to say, Hey, congratulations. Yes. Anything, whatever. Yes. Whatever you want to do, we will, uh, we will make it happen. So like I said, we'll have some giveaways. I've obviously got the stickers koozies. That's just part of the routine. If you want them, I'll send them to you. Uh, I've got a fresh shipment of t-shirts in, I've got some mugs. And if you've been paying attention over the weekend, I've got some awesome trucker hats, multiple color options. A uh, huge shout out to Travis over at the Throwback brand. Um, they did amazing work with the patches, the stitching, the color. They are so badass. Um, so those are going to be part of the giveaway. Those are also going to be available for purchase on a first come first serve basis if anybody wants one uh 25 bucks that includes shipping in the lower 48 um i will send some out to you so i'm keeping some i've got about i think 25 hats uh you know so if you want one let me know i will get one out to you and i will obviously be keeping some and if demand is high uh travis is prepared to make some more so if you want a hat, guaranteed you want a hat, not just from a giveaway. 
uh, again, hit me up, <laughs> let me know, and uh, we'll we'll get a hat out. I, th- I think twenty five is pretty reasonable, uh, especially including shipping there. So uh, yeah, that'll put a couple bucks towards trophies, whatever, all that good stuff. So there's hats available. And all right, that's enough self promotions and self plugging of of stuff there. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't play the uh, the, the Michigan theme song, uh, the, the Victors, man. I mean, what a what a game this past weekend. I like a hat. You you like a hat? <laughs> I, I think I think we can get you a hat. I I think I think if you've been a part of the show for six years, that entitles you to a hat. So there we go. I, for every six years, you, you get, get a hat, or you can, or you can hold onto your points and collect something on the big on the top shelf. Yes, yes. At, at the ten-year mark, uh, there is. Uh, let's see. What I, man, I, I couldn't even come up with something off the cuff. No, because you know we don't know what things are going to be like in twenty twenty-six. That's true. <laughs> wow. Although. We're going to jump ahead a little bit. This Michigan State will still be Michigan State. Oh, my God. Man, rough. <laughs> like, they went big on the coach, right? They threw him a lot of money after one year. And uh, I don't know, man. He, 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 if he don't win another game, he ain't going to be there till the, at the end of the year. No, I guess they didn't hear once you have that easy pre preseason conference or preseason uh, schedule. Yeah. When you yeah. play in your conference matchups, you're kind of supposed to step up your game. Just a smidge. That's it is uh, it is requ- it is a uh, encouraging thing to do. So, you know, I, it's funny. I was talking with Yunker while we were golfing on Sunday and I said, you know, I wonder if these quote unquote cupcake games uh, will be a thing of the past once the conference expansions happen. They, you'd think they'd almost have to be to some degree. Yeah, but I, but you're also going to see these these non-power the um, what do they call them? The other five, not the power five, but the Fab Five. Yeah, we'll call those, them the fab those five. guys. <laughs> They're going to call, we'll call the them timeout the when they don't have one. Yes. <laughs> wow! Wow! wow. <laughs> Tough crowd. Tough crowd today. I see. I see how this day's going. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think. I mean, you do have some. You look at Michigan schedule coming up. You do have some solid um, non-conference games. I, I think they're playing Texas in twenty-four. They're playing Oklahoma in twenty-five. But here's the thing, and they're supposed to play Arkansas this year. Yeah. And we talked. I think we talked about this a couple shows ago. But that, you know, that was that game was in place, put in place when Jeff Long was the athletic director at Arkansas. And, you know, Jeff was a uh, graduate assistant in Michigan football when I was there. So it was doing a friend a favor. Sure. Hey, we'll, we'll play you guys. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's, there's some pressure from the state legislature that you play a directional Michigan uh, once a year. Oh yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And so you've got to, they're going to kind of look at that aspect of it. You probably want to keep some of the money in state, but yeah, I think you're going, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they divide up the conference game requirements or if they're going to, I can't see them making it 10 when you have a, you're not going to be able to you're gonna maybe play everybody in your division once. And then some like a rivalry game as needed and a couple of other people from the other conference, right. other division, I should say. Well, so that's the thing. Like you look at the big 10, you know, the division's going to have to get shaken up a little bit. Like you're not going to be able to have Michigan, Michigan state and Ohio state 
in the same conference anymore, I don't think. And at that point, it's like, well, do you guarantee your in-state rival and the longest rival in college football? You know, I think you have to play Ohio State. I, I don't see, but I don't see a, an argument for making them not in the same con, not in the same division, um, because you know these things cycle it. I mean, you look five, six years ago, Michigan was what five and seven. And we were we were bad for a run. It, Ohio State hasn't been bad for decades. No. Um, but yeah, Michigan State's having a down downturn this year. But what eight nine years ago there in the BCS or yes. whatever it was called then. Yeah, yeah. No, they were. I mean, they 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 Michigan State got to the Final Four before Michigan did. You know, so that's I yeah. mean, that should tell you something right there. Um, I, I don't see a need to say that. You have to not do it geographically because you have if, – if Rutgers and Maryland are going to stay in, then you throw Penn State there. You take the three schools we've already named, then you pick Indiana and Purdue, and there's your eight. And then anybody west of the Illinois-Indiana line, that's you're right. west. That's west. Yeah, that, that would that would work. I guess the thing is, is you're, you're – you know, if you go on history, you know, you're going to not have an even conference. We've seen that the last few years – uh, you know, Wisconsin's been able to run away with it and they could have ran away with it with a eight and four record. And then you come over to our conference and you basically, you know, have to go undefeated to guarantee yourself a Big Ten championship appearance. Right. And then but even if you don't and then they win, it's usually the number two team from the east going to the uh, going to the Rose, Rose Bowl, Bowl, as long as it's not a CFP ball. Yes. Well, and I do like the expansion on that. I think that's way overdue. Um, if you're, you you can't expect the excitement behind the bowl games anymore because it's it's just not there. No one cares. And I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but it's yeah. just, it is. It you're, is just, a, we're, you're just going to hang on to your wrong opinion. I, you, uh, you <laughs> well, all right. That's fair. I'll, I'll divert from that and, and go. <laughs> uh so let's far, talk michigan hey let's talk michigan football yes let's They're talk open. michigan football we are five and oh and the one game that i was a little hesitant on this past weekend going to iowa a tough place to play uh after putting a spanking on the hawkeyes in the big 10 championship game um you know we went in and got business done which after a very scary home game against maryland uh, they they definitely improved. They did, um, and honestly, and I know the line. The last I saw the line of the Iowa game was ten and a half. So I'm glad for those who uh, partake that that last touchdown that the second and third stringers gave up was not in play. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although yes, I'm not sir. sure what the over under was. Um, do you know? Uh, definitely under. I know okay. that. it was def- it, the under definitely I would imagine it would have been around 50 some. So, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Michigan looks good when they're focused. Uh, they're a solid number four team of the nation, but it's, it's worrisome that when they aren't focused, it, they're, they're not good, particularly, particularly on defense. And I think that's reflective. And boy, I hate to throw the coach. It's hard to throw the coaches under the bus when you're five and oh, sure. But you're probably going to play tougher opponents soon. You've got a Michigan goes back to where you got to going back to Michigan State. That even if they're two, they're going to play. They're playing Ohio State this week, so two and four. 
And do they have a game before Michigan? Uh, I would here. say yes. I would imagine because I know so, we have our <clears throat> our bye week is after Penn State, which I want right. to get to them in a minute here. Uh, but Michigan State, yes, they play Ohio State, then Wisconsin, then Michigan. No, we both have bye weeks the same week. Okay, so they could legitimately come into that game two and five. Yes. And play like they have everything to win and nothing to lose, and we've seen this scenario before. Do I think Michigan's going to lose? No. But am I? Do I feel really confident about it? I mean, no. no. I mean, that's the thing because that's, at, and that's the bummer. Well, not bummer, but that's the thing. At that point, that's all they are playing for is to right. wreck Michigan's season. And so, yeah, they're they're not going to care about injury. You know, they're they're gonna they're going for broke at that point well, because at least they can then say, hey, at least we beat Michigan. So. Yeah, so they're gonna be like the Dolphins, not care about injuries. Ooh, too soon. Wow! Wow! And my Fed Five joke. Wow! I mean, you yeah. just kicked that one up a notch there. That's yeah, I know, sure. I know. But that was awful. That, that was so we can bad. talk NFL. We can talk NFL in a few. But yes. yeah, that was awful. Uh, one thing I do want to add about Ohio State coming out of this past these past couple weekends. Yes, they're the only legit top three team I see, uh, playoff team I see out there. Yes, I agree uh, with I, you there. You know, they're getting, uh, you know, Michigan's four. Well, Michigan's four. And yeah, okay. I'm, I want to put them aside. They're, they're four. Mm -hmm. They're four. I don't even know who five is. It's probably USC. Um, but yeah, uh, Alabama at Texas, that was not good, especially with Texas having a second string quarterback. Yep. Um, and then Georgia going to uh, Columbia. Man, that went in by three late. Yep. Yep. Wow. Um, I will tell you, uh, I'm a little concerned. Well, I guess I'm not concerned. I'm curious about Penn State. I don't know how good of a team Penn State is. And that's my question. You know, you barely beat Purdue by a field goal opening weekend. Uh, you know, you beat Ohio, Auburn, and Central Michigan handily. You should have. Anybody in the conference should have. Um, and then you struggle against Northwestern and only win by 10. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. And they're now here's the thing. They're on their bye week this week, Penn state. So they got a week off, uh, before they have to come to the big house. Um, uh, uh, that game's got me a little, little on edge, not going to lie. Um, but I mean, you, you look at the, the, the spread's not out on it yet, but, um, I mean, you look at the ESPN predictor, and that's got Michigan favored by seventy-one percent right now. So, yeah, and I would say that's going to be close. I'd say I'd say it opens at probably like eight and a half. Depends on how Michigan comes out of this uh, game against Indiana, no injuries, and how they look. I'd say it open at eight and a half, but um, I don't know what to make. I've watched. I've pretty the only time I've really sat down and watched them this year was against Auburn. Uh, and I thought they looked good, but yeah, they, they haven't been tested yet. Um, and when they have been, you know, the teams that have tested them weren't, aren't that good. I mean, you got a Northwestern who, yeah, you, I mean, you're used to them being closer to the top than they are, uh, usually are, but then you get, they go to lose. I think they lost a Duke at home. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know what to make of Penn State. I, I know they have talent, and I know they beat the teams that you know. Same like with Michigan last year, they beat the teams they've had to beat. Yes. Are they? Do they just you know? So they did what they need to be to be five and zero. Now, last I saw, what they they're but they're only twenty two in the nation, I believe. Right. Yes. No. Penn State's ten. They're oh, 10. they jumped. Okay. Yeah, I must have looked, been looking yep. something else. Yep. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not feeling like I'm buying them. All right. I'm well, not. I'm not saying they're pretenders, but yeah, I'm not. Well, they may be. They may be the worst five and zero team out there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Here's. Well, let's let's wrap our college football talk with this. You and I did our uh, preseason pickums as we as we do, and we both had Michigan going into the Ohio State game undefeated and losing to Ohio State. Would you like to make any changes to your predictions uh, halfway, th- almost halfway through the season? And it's crazy it is halfway through the season. No, I'm good where I'm at. Thank you. I How about am, you? I am, I am perfect with where I'm at. Perfect. Perfect with it. So I, I'm curious. If Michigan can stay like this, uh, I... It would be a, it will be, I'm going to use an old wrestling term from good old JR. It'll be a slobber knocker if both teams are undefeated going into the shoe. Um, I, I think it'll be decided by three points. So, and it could, I think it'll go, I think it'll go either way. Could go either way. So. I, I agree with you on that. And it's, it's a shame that one of these two teams, well, you know, I don't know. You don't know how things are going to play out because we always get to this point where we're talking about the uh, college football playoffs and the rankings and looking at this and looking at that. And then two weeks before the two weeks before um, the um, conference championship games, and we're after sitting here at the conference championship games and what in the world happened over the last two weeks. And you just kind of say, you could actually, this may be like the SEC was at one point where you could have, two big 10 teams in making the college football playoffs. Yes. Legitimately. Yep. If something happens to Georgia or Alabama, they get a loss and then they lose again in the, uh, the SEC championship game. What, uh, how many, how many games, how many weeks in before the uh, CFP rankings come out? I want to say we have two more weeks. It'll two be two weeks. weeks from, if you're releasing Monday, it'll be two weeks from tonight. Assuming the top five who are undefeated and five and zero, oh, uh, do you see any any shakeups, or do you think the CFP will come out with the same top four: Alabama, Georgia, OSU, Michigan? Do you think do you think OSU would maybe jump up to a number two potentially? I could see them in a different order. I see those top four teams there, but I'd see them in a different order. Okay. Okay. I honestly, because I, well, I could, I would probably, this goes to what I was just saying. I would probably put Ohio state one or two Alabama two or one than Georgia, than Michigan. I, I, I could see that. I think just out of, uh, what do you want to call it? The, uh, the home field advantage or the, uh, members bounce, if you will, whatever analogy, uh, I, I don't I think they'll they'll just they'll keep Alabama at one just because of uh, history, just kind of like 
Yeah. Everyone will say Michigan gets favorable preseason rankings because they're Michigan. Uh, I think Alabama will inevitably be number one, barring any crazy upset over the next two weeks or whatever. Right. And then, you know what, that's, and that's fine. They can go in and they play number four and then they, you know, then they get a playoff. That's why the system is the way, way, way we've, they've made it. And, you know, it's better than it was. It's not as good as it's going to be. I love it. All right. NFL. We'll, uh, we'll go quick here. Um, the, the lions, uh, man, they so have. you actually got off the ro- you got off the roller coaster. What you went it's like you guys went on the roller coaster and went to when it like stops to tippy 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 top, and then you got off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, then I, it went down the thing around the loop, and all the way into the station, and everybody vomited as they were walking out of Ford Field. Yeah. I I mean, not if you're used to it, you're not. Which that's that's the sad thing. Like I literally just saw a thing. The Lions have scored the most points out of all 32 NFL teams. Yeah. You know, you want the other side of the, you want the well, other side of that equation? Well, yes, <laughs> they, they've given up <laughs> the most. So like when you score by 26, yeah, see you get, you score, you score 30 points a game in an NFL game. Nine, 99, well, maybe not 90. Let's call it 95 out of 100 times. Yeah. You're putting a win in the win column. Yeah. But not. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, not, not our Detroit Lions. No, no. No, no. No, they are. They are not good. so fast, my friend. No, they are good for a one in three record. But here's the crazy. And, and, and this is this is what makes it true Lions fashion for me is that. All uh, four or all three losses, all three losses, 35-38, field goal, 28-24, four points there, 45-48. We have lost three games for 10 points, and we couldn't make a freaking PAT to save our – how do you miss three PATs? That at least ties the game sends it to overtime and gives you a shot at it. Like that's the lions. That's how, that's how you okay. are. The lions, you lose games. You're, this is how you're the lions. You, the one game you win is by nine. Right. So you have a point differential of minus one. Right. And yet you're sitting there at one and uh, one and three. I do have to think, thank Mr. Hawkinson for, and uh, Jared Goff, although I didn't start him for such a wonderful oh outing yesterday i law i so i'm losing a game i'm losing one of my leagues because i have golf on the bench and played against hawkinson so uh see i had i started allen over golf which was there's no there's no way you're going to tell me do anything else right yeah no no i i my my biggest mistake this weekend was not waking up to see that camaro was out oh that'll 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 get you I'm still winning. I got a 70% chance of winning. And the other thing, and I was telling my son this last night, I have to have more faith in Olave, no matter who's the quarterback there. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's Winston or Dalton, you're going to say, this guy's going to catch the ball. Well, here's how I want to wrap this. So, you know, we talked. I made my two bets. I took my I took the Michigan plus nine and a half. That was a no brainer for me. Nice work. I got I I went greedy. I bought into the Honolulu Blue hype, 
and I took the Sorry, Lions I at plus six and a half. Okay? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Now we got our one win. Okay. Now we're going to Foxborough. The Patriots are are horrible, but we're going to lose to the Patriots. Then we go to the Cowboys. We're going to lose to the Cowboys. So that's going to put us one and five. So that's about the time the Lions decide to start to win meaningless games. So then we're going to play the Dolphins, <laughs> which is a win. Oh, okay. well, okay. It depends who's the quarterback. It depends right, who's the quarterback, which goes to my earlier bad joke. Yes, Go on. it does. Okay. <laughs> then uh, we th- – so – then we play the Packers at home, which to me, that's an exact replica of Michigan State, Michigan. The Lions aren't going to have anything other to play for than to ruin the Packers' season. So th- I say there's a chance they beat the Packers. But even if they don't, that's fine. Then okay. We, then I, we I go... want to stop you right there real quick. Yes. I want to stop you real, right there real quick. Read an article today. The Packers should be glad the Giants exist because – they are that would makes them not the most mediocre three and one team out there. <laughs> See, so there's a shot there. We're at the Bears. Fine. I think yep. we go to the Giants. We beat the Giants. Agreed. We, we still lose to the Bills. Then we've got the Jaguars oh, yeah. at home, which is a win. Yep. Then we've got the Vikings at home, which is a potential win. I'd say it's um, coin toss, yeah. Yeah, we we're at the Jets, at the Panthers. They split there, so there's still the potential of me still getting seven wins this year. At least that's what I'm letting myself. I honestly do. think they actually have a pretty good chance of winning both the Jets and the Panthers game the I way so uh, Baker's playing. Right. You know, if they can just get their, you know, let's put it this way too. If if Swift is back. Uh, I think we're we're talking about a different Seattle game. I think the Lions win that game if we hit Swift. Um, yes, you know, so you know, it's it's just there's there's still some potentials. Uh, they're obviously I don't see them making the playoffs, but they are they they are a 500 team. I feel like so. I just need them, which is a really hell of a turnaround from where they won three games. From, yeah, yeah, and I mean, even for starting at one and three now. Yes. You know, oh, good times, good times. All right. Um, before we get to NASCAR talk. Um, oh, okay. I, I want to say this real quick. I have my show sheet here. You have Philly. I'm like, why does he want to talk about the Eagles? Uh, I just, I didn't know you were going there for WWE. Yes. Yeah, so I covered that in the, in the, yes, you did. Year, I'm like, so... why does he want to talk about the Eagles? Yeah. Yes. Let's talk fish. Yes. Yes. Let's talk fish. Okay. I will not pretend that I know a single thing about fishing competitions, but I've I've casted my fair share of lines here and there. I can, I can put a lure on, I can string a pole. So you are quite alluring. Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) Um, I know it's wrong to put weights in things. And I know that from a racing perspective. So who in the world would have thought that there's a correlation between weights in a fish and weights in a car? And I think we can make that analogy. Like I think that's a, that makes us a tremendous segue to NASCAR when oh we get God, there. I know, right? See, so, I, I do want to start this by saying, can I note this wasn't Ohio? <laughs> 
<laughs> you might piss a few people off, but that's okay. I'm that's okay. kind of my goal every day. <laughs> um, I, I mean, what, I mean, to be, so here's my thing. Like, again, I don't know what the average unit number of fish caught in a particular competition is like, you know, does, does, you know, seven to eight fish win based on weight does 10 to 12. Like, I don't know what that average would, would be. But when I saw the group of fish that they had, it didn't look like they had that many. So to sneak eight pounds in, like, I mean, that that's seeable by the naked eye. Like, how do you have yeah. six fish and they're coming in at X weight? Like, you know, to me, I, 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 I don't think they they didn't proportionate it enough to be able to sneak it through the naked eye test is where they jacked up in my opinion on that one (laughs) again they're juice and fish right don't try this with a blender really like that i mean and that just the reaction of the guy and that that caught it and then the guy just standing there, like just taking his lashings. Like I just, I watched it like 900 times. I'm like, did they really do like, what the hell? See, I want to flip this whole equation on you here. I'm going to say I haven't fished since I was 18. Okay. So it's been a minute. I, I don't, I don't. Yeah. But I do know from the sports side of the business, there's actually pretty decent money in fishing tournaments well, yeah they said these guys this have won was three hundred thousand dollars this year already this was a thirty thousand dollar prize yeah and i'm going to bring it back to your nascar analogy if you ain't cheating you ain't trying that's i agree with that but uh also though like when we're talking about cheating in nascar it's not visible to the naked eye and no. this, it's like, you got six fish that should weigh X and you're going to tell me they weigh this. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, and it goes back to college football. Do they, what's the eye test? Yeah, exactly. Does this meet the eye test? They have failed the they, eye they, test. That's what I'm saying. They didn't, you know, they probably banked on catching like four more to distribute it out a little bit more equally. And they just. Well, they, they felt the weights in the stomach of one and then they stuffed another one yeah. with fillets oh, of the God. same kind of fish. I'm telling really? you, really, that's, I mean, creativity, you get an A, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> honestly, you get, you get an A, you almost get, you kind of get a B for execution, right? Yeah, no, they failed miserably now, there. Yeah. It's uh, like, did the, they, they did it well, but did they think it through? No, no, definitely no. not. No, no, no. I was like, Hey, Bob, what do you think? Yeah, we can get her done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I saw uh, the headline and I'm like, Oh, I, I would say this was Florida, except Florida just went through a lot. Probably have, they did. didn't have many fishing tournaments. Yes. So and then it's like Ohio. Yeah, I can see that. I am going to chalk this up as a first because never in my 200 and now 93 <laughs> shows did I ever think I'd be talking about and making a legitimate analogy between cheating in NASCAR and cheating in a fishing competition. <laughs> and it's a legit. It's like, a legit, honestly, it's a legit analogy. It, it is. is so freaking legit and solid. Yeah. I am proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> You're welcome. That. So, uh, all right. I am going to hit the stop button here. You guys will know no difference because the professor needs a refill here. So uh, we'll be back in less than a second because you won't know the difference. All right. And we're back. Like I said, you wouldn't know the difference. Um, all right. 
Uh, hopefully you guys are still with us here 35 minutes in with uh, just starting the NASCAR talk, but uh, we had some fun there. Hopefully you enjoyed that. All right, sir. Let's start with the truck series. Um, we've got a couple things I want to highlight here. The first is Jordan Anderson. And I, we, we've all, anyone that's been a fan a minute has seen some scary wrecks, whether that's NASCAR, whether that's at your local track. I mean, there's, it, it's an inevitability. Yeah. You're going to see them. Um, I've never seen anything like that uh, to where, he made a calculated risk of starting to get out of the car before it came to a stop. That's how hot it was getting in there. And if that truck hits the wall at any other different angle, he's getting smashed potentially in half. Uh, I just, I have never seen anything like that. Before. The closest thing I've seen to that, but the car had already stopped was when Roman Grosjean uh, had his car break in half he was carried away in the tub, essentially the um, the where the body fits into the car, and he was engulfed in fire. Yeah, that was the closest I've ever seen to that. But when Jordan started trying to get himself out while it's still moving, I just didn't even exhale. No, and I've unfortunately I hate to say it this way I have watched that several times, and uh, I. I just absolutely freaking blessed that he's still with us. And that could have been, oh my God, tragic for the, horrible for the sport. Absolutely. Uh, I And they're two different things, but there's, this is, this is really highlighting a new safety issue. And I know we're going to talk about this when we get the cup, but this shouldn't, stuff like this shouldn't happen. No, I, I watched it a hundred times just because I'm like, no, that's not his head trying to get get out. No, there, there's no oh, way. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. That's his hand trying to undo the safety net. Like, and because I couldn't believe that that's how bad it was to where that was the risk he was willing to absorb. Was like, I don't care that this car's not at a stop. I have to start getting out of here, and yeah. trying to probably hit the brake and you know slow it down even more like uh, unhook uh, unhook your hans yes unhook your unhook your helmet your com communications get that net down and get that and it was all it had you're doing this a lot in, you in gotta split do sec- yeah yeah and this is all split second and you're making a decision that i'm either going to there's a better chance i'm going to die in the truck yes. than dying getting out of the truck yep yep man wow i just i I, I have never seen anything like that. Um, I am, I am, like you said, so thankful that we're, we're talking about a positive outcome to that situation. So, oh, crazy. Um, anything else for that? I, I just, I don't even know. No, I, I don't think it. there's, yeah. yeah. And man, I don't want to have people just going to go gawk and look, but if any listeners have not, seen this yet because i actually missed the truck race on saturday but i caught it on fs1 later on um yeah it's unfortunate accident but i think it's one that yeah ah, man well, it, it highlights it highlights the problem but it also highlights how far we've come yes well i agree with you there and i i'm with you on the 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 gawking thing like if if i didn't see it live i wouldn't have been able to go and watch it like when someone like if there's like an nba game where like someone like 
completely like breaks an ankle or whatever and things are bent like the other way like they're not supposed to be i can't go and watch or hear that i i just i i can't stomach it but since i saw it i was able to go back and and rewatch it because like i said i just couldn't get my mind couldn't wrap it's my head around the fact that no that that definitely was his head starting to come out as he crashed into the wall like that couldn't couldn't believe it couldn't believe it and for me it's somebody i've i've talked to it's somebody i've wanted to work with and we've we've worked on collaborating towards things that it's not just a driver but this is somebody i've shaken his hand we've had our conflicts but we've also we've also gotten back to a better point where we're working we're willing to work together and i don't he's not a friend but he's much more than a driver just ran a driver in the garage sure absolutely yeah yeah oh that's crazy that's crazy um all right uh maddie d picking up the win at talladega first career nascar win um definitely had uh definitely has had his his shots in the cup car uh, a couple second place finishes you know almost closed it out just never was able to quite get the job done cup side of things goes to a a truck team that struggled last year has struggled this year couldn't make the playoffs picks up a win at talladega uh what's what's this do from a a rackley perspective does this catapult them a little bit is this a um you know does it do anything Uh, to me i think it does i do think it does something and it's funny this was a year ago today i think it kind of elevates the team some some because you know a year ago this weekend was the uh, brandon brown win um at talladega and what that's done for um the 68 and for brandon brown motorsports i think it, it puts a little puts them a little bit more on the map I think from a sponsorship standpoint, you know, it's Matty, Matt's, I've, I've never met him. I understood he's, understand he's a great guy, but he can be hard to work with at times. And that's from a, that's from a friend of his. Sure, sure. <laughs> but, yeah. but I've been, I'm sure I've got friends of mine who will say the exact same thing about me. Yeah. But I, I think it helps. I think it's a very, I, it can't be a negative for the team. It's going, that is just going to be absolute positive for them. It's, it's a shot in the arm confidence boost too. And, I think it does more for Rackley War than it does for necessarily for Matt's career. Sure. I'm not sure that puts him back in a cup car anytime soon, maybe for a few select races next year, uh, that'll be able to get the money. Um, I, I think it definitely puts Rackley Ware up into a mid-pack. I think it's probably the shot in the arm they needed. They've been slowly improving uh, through the year as well. And I think it's really kind of a, hey, we have a new driver here. Hey, we're trying to be more. And I think they just got there. Um, I think it's a positive. I think it's definitely positive for everybody involved. And I think it's going to be a positive for saying, hey, we have we have a winning truck. And it's easier to sell that from a sponsorship standpoint. Well, and, and that's key. And once you He's got a lot of fans. Well, he's got he, a lot of fans. He, he does have a lot of fans. You know, um, I, I know he's he's done. I mean, I'm a Matty D fan. I, I love Matty D. Uh, oh, I he, do too. He hasn't been on the show in a minute, but uh, he he has been on a handful of times. He's he's always been great to talk to, and I, I've always been a rooter of his. Um, I know he he probably lost some fans with some things that he's done, but the fans that lost, he also probably gained uh, on the flip side of things. So. 
Uh, I think Mandy D still has a lot of fan support out there. And I think he, I think he's a good driver. You know, I, to be honest, uh, I, I think he is a, a landing castle type, right? In terms I, that's, of, that's the analogy I was going to make too. So, you know, Landon's, right. Landon's been around a long time and unfortunately Landon has been in, you know, some, not some great equipment and from the, you know, if, if we're going to talk naked eye tests like we did with fishing a few minutes ago, you know, you look at what Landon Castle has been able to accomplish in equipment and team with teams and cars that another driver's been put in and can't go and get that from. You know, if Landon Castle's in a 30th place car, Landon Castle might be able to go get you a 20th or 25th. And to your non or to your casual fan, they might say, oh, this is just a 20, you know, they're going to look at it at the driver, not the the overall uh, business perspective of things, if you will. And, uh, agreed. you know, I think Maddie Maddie D's the same thing, you know, um, he's able to get more out of the car than what the car is able to produce sometimes, I think. And, you know, if, if you know the, the sport and if you know what money does, and if you know the teams, you, you can recognize that, Oh, Hey, you know, uh, Maddie D got a, a 20th place finish at a non road course or at a non plate track, like, you know, Oh, Maddie D got a 20th place finish in the 34 at Michigan. Oh, that that's, that's a big deal, you know? And, and that showcases the driver talent. And it's the same thing with Landon and now granted, uh, you know, Landon missed the playoffs by, by a hair in the Xfinity series. Uh, Landon now has, what is it? Three second place finishes. Yeah. You know, to where, you know, that's a tribute to now you've got the driver talent and the equipment being able to go out there and run for top tens, top 15s. And I expect Landon to be running for a hell of a lot more top fives and top tens next year. Right. And, and a good example for Landon was the cup race. I mean, you look at the 77 and I know Spire is putting a lot of resources in there. But I, I, it's, there's almost an argument they probably put more resources in the seven than the 77. Sure. I don't know that for a fact, but you look at well, sometimes if they're both running in the 20s, they're almost like side by side. But sometimes it's Corey getting that, getting a 20th place car, a 25th place car up into the top 10. Landon did the same thing this weekend with the 77, um, finishing 11th and really finishing well in that front pack. Uh, in the cup race. Yep. Yeah. No, he, he got it done, you know, which is, which is awesome, you know, and those are the things that, you know, that, that those are fun things to root for uh, when you've got Landon Castle getting an 11th place finish in a, in a cup car. Uh, when you've got Landon Castle finishing third in the, Xfin- I mean, that's a hell of a weekend for Landon Castle, a third place finish and an 11th place finish. Um, you know, I, I am also a Jeremy Clements fan. Uh, I love what he's been able to do with with that family owned organization as well. I I, it's a bummer that, you know, they had that mechanical failure or whatever it was, the first race that just kind of set them back. But on the flip side, and 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 I I don't mean this to sound as because it's going to be we we had this conversation two, three weeks ago. I know. I know. I mean you guys very well could have just based on the finishes. I think you guys would have been able to make it through to the next round, which is, which is a bummer on, on that side of things, you know? So, uh, I mean, 
I, I hate to, to, to have to bring that up, but, um, you know, at least that's... No, it's legit, and it's great for Jeremy, too. So I'm, like, looking at the standings here now. Yeah, he's sitting... No, he's, like, 40-something below the cut line. I mean, but, now. hey, he, he could go into the Roval and win. Stranger oh, that's true. Have no, happened, no. So, you yes. Know. Oh, I'm definitely not counting him out. Yeah, and you yeah. can't... You look at the, the four below the cut line, it's Hemrick, Herbst, Jones, and Clemens. It's right. a, really any... You've, I, you've got... Four solid drivers down in there for the extent of the um, playoffs. You got your defending champion that is outside yeah. the cut line, you know. So, um, and speaking of Xfinity, who knew Noah Gregson didn't know how to find victory lane? Like, I mean, that's that's just crazy. It it was good to see AJ up there. They've you know, Colic has been so solid this year everywhere they go. And then AJ is gonna be a forty year forty or forty one, forty year old champion, Xfinity champion, where names are made. <laughs> it's just been a phenomenal season from and and have you noticed, and I wonder if this has gotten in everybody's contracts, how everything is now Xfinity fast. Every time you talk to an Xfinity driver, they are plugging Xfinity. And I get it but wow stop smacking me in the head with it interesting no i haven't noticed that i will yeah uh, i'll have to pick you will now up. i will now yes uh i love the post race where aj still said he hates plate racing and i loved uh the t you know um uh landon and i'm drawing a blank uh coming hemrick. out hemrick yeah out onto the track and i mean oh. you want to talk about a team. I mean, that's a team concept yep. organization. I mean, that is, I mean, I, I'll tell you what, I, I didn't see Larson. I didn't see Byron, uh, you know, out there on the track hugging um, Chase Elliott. You know, I, I mean, that is a team mentality there. And, and I love that aspect of it. Well, I think that's something Matt Colley and Chris Rice really foster there too. So yes. it's, I really do. And it's not saying they don't at Hendrick, but it's really, I think it's Hendrick is still, I know they used to be, they seem pretty compartmentalized. Yes. Well, it was, it was always the 24 and 48 garage yep. and the, uh, uh, everybody the, else, everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the ace, the spade that it is, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, all right. Speaking of cup. Um, all right. So chase wins. Uh, it took five playoff races to get our first active playoff driver into victory lane. And who would have thought it would have been Talladega, the wild card to where anybody had a shot at winning. Um, Granted, Reddick won and made the playoffs, but he won after he was eliminated. Right. So I, uh, I I love that anomaly. Uh, I know Riddick doesn't because then that would have guaranteed him a spot to the next round. But right. um, I, I mean, you look at you look at the the I don't even know how to how to what to call it. Right. I mean, who would have thought you would have had such a a diverse field to where over half your field makes the playoffs and none of them could pick up a win in, in at least we can call it for sure. The first round, no playoff driver, none of the top 16 won in the first round. Like that is just, that's absurd and crazy to me. Well, I, I'm going to, we can call it, we can call it parody. We can call it the next gen car, 
um, because everybody's coming out with the same equipment, and now it's just you know, hey, say just now it's a driver thing. Yes, death traps that they are. I don't think we're talking about this next year, which is a bummer. I don't think we're going to be talking a year from now about the potential of five non-playoff drivers winning the first five playoff races. I, I think it's just that statistically unlikely. Right. I think it's great. I think it's great for the sport. Yes. I, I think it's, it's great to see and it's great to have that um, those people up there winning and just you know new faces in there. And I think it's great for the sport. But, yeah, I could see next year not having – you're not having to get to your fifth race before you have a playoff driver win. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. Um, all right, let's see here. Let, let's let's talk about the non-elephant but elephant in the room with regards to uh, the the car safety. Um, you know, drivers again going off on social media this week about it. Uh, we now have Alex Bowman, a playoff driver, missing a race. We've got Kurt Busch that's been out for a considerable amount of time. Yeah. Are there more people that if potentially maybe have have felt things a little bit more the next day than they otherwise would have in the past? Um, is it a tire issue? Is it a car issue? Is it both? Uh, are the driver, you know, where, I mean, listen, I know Kevin Harvick isn't the uh, odds on fan favorite like Chase Elliott is from a, a fan <laughs> likability perspective. I get that. Uh, I get the same about Denny Hamlin, but being, tr being objective. And, and I really do try to be as objective as I possibly can. And if I'm not you, going to be objective, I'll call it out just because of that. Well, you, but you, you have the ability to put on your media hat and say, this isn't okay. Here's my opinion. I, I'm a number four fan. I'm going to support him. But from a media perspective, you're coming over here and saying, Hey, look, even if I didn't like him, he's right. Yes. Well, and so, and it's not even so much of a matter of is he right or is he wrong? But I think a 20 season vet champion and on the top 10 all-time win list, I think I'd want his opinion, and I think I'd trust his credibility, and I think I'd trust it and want to trust it for the future of the sport. That's, that's the position that I would take on that. The same with Kyle Busch. The same with anybody right. that, that is, you know, that, that has the, the stat sheet, the box score, that the Kevin Harvick's, Denny Hamlin's, Kyle Bush's ignore personality and, and, and characteristics at this point. Just if you look at the box score, you've never been a NASCAR fan a day in your life. But you look at the box score and go, just, just like us with fishing. I don't know shit about fishing, but <laughs> you could look at that and go, you know what? I don't know shit about racing. But odds are I could probably trust what this person says about a feature of something. And to me, I think you almost you you're forced to have to acknowledge that. Well, but it seems like you're and I, I want to see where this conversation goes, but it seems like you're going down a path where and maybe I've missed this. Are people saying he is not credible? That we shouldn't listen to them. Well, so that so that's twofold to me here because one, it's been going on a minute here to where noticeable changes haven't taken place. Now I know Andy Petrie came out 
and it's and you know it's like hey you know nascar's aware but nothing from a noticeable change hasn't been made and is that is hey we're just going to keep our fingers crossed and hope nothing serious happens so we can just get through this season and on the flip side you know and this is the uncredible side of things you know you look at some of the responses that some of these driver comments have made and from a social media perspective and you've got your hey yes you're right because i'm a fan or no you're just being a whiny little crab ass because i'm not a fan of you and that's that's what's hard to kind of to kind of see when you when it's like well can we look at this from an objective perspective and i think you have to you have to apply credibility to what they're saying. Right. And this, but this is, and this is something you and I, we've talked about before, Brian, I think probably Brian's been on and talked to you about this before. People like that are just, um, who are on the negative side saying, stop being a whiny little bitch, just drive because look how much money you get. You know what the hazards are, you know what the dangers are. Well, the dangers shouldn't be more in 2022 than they were in 2021. Right. If it should be less every year, yes. it should be, it should be the most incremental upward trend that there is, is driver safety. Driver safety should never regress. It should always progress. Exactly. So these are people, honestly, the people who, and I'm telling you what you know, but I'm yes. still going to say it. Yes. The people who matter are going to be the people who are informed and have a say in things. So you and I can sit here and have this conversation. Yes. Is anybody from NASCAR going to hear it? Probably no, not. No, no, no. Is anybody? If they, even if they hear it, do they care? No, no, no. no, no. But we're here for entertainment. But it's fun to sake. talk about. That's for but sure. But it's we're here for entertainment sake. But yep. so you know, I, I want to. I hate to call her out. One of my one of my meteorologists posted something last week. It was a credible article, and somebody named Troll King. Oh, wow. Well, let's see where the let's see where this is where, going. Where were they? What was their point of view? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so pretty much calls her out saying, you must not be experienced in this field because I've seen X. Oh, wow. Okay. And she actually, I had, I happened to talk to her later that day, and I'm like, and we started, we we're talking about something else. I'm like, hey, look, you know, I saw that comment. Don't let it bug you. Put it out of your head. And I'll tell you what Moody has told, I think, I think he's actually said it on the air, but he and I, we've actually talked about it too. If somebody has less than 100 followers. Yeah. Yeah. Don't generally take their opinion to heart. No, 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 no. And when their name is Troll King. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, they're yeah. I would say, just put that aside. Yeah, yeah. File that in the don't give a shit bucket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Um, all right. I mean, we're going to the Roval. Uh, we'll get to the forecast here in just a minute. Oh, you're not going to forget it this time. Good. Right? Yeah, no, no, no. No, I won't forget. Um <laughs> But here's the thing. I mean, this this race is set up to be just an absolute must-see TV race. I mean, you look I mean, here's one thing. We don't know if Alex Bowman will be racing yet or not, okay? Right. Alex Bowman is the only driver in the four appearances to have four top 10s at the Roval. Okay? So you can't count him out if he's there. You got Christopher Bell, who's got an incredible road racing resume behind him. 
You've got William Byron, who I think he's one of those that could go out and quietly win at any race. And you've got Austin Sindrick, who also has a shit ton of road course wins. Yes. Okay. And you look at your top eight right now. Chase Briscoe is currently into the next round. Like who would have thought if you would have had to pick an SHR car to get to the round of eight, uh, my guess would be it wouldn't have been Chase Briscoe. Okay. You've got Daniel Suarez who could go out and pick up a win. And then anybody in the top six could go and win at the Roval, I feel like. So um, there is the potential to have some shakeup here as we get to uh, the the conclusion of this round and see who makes it to the round of eight. And and then you look at the, the last set of rate. You got Martinsville. You got Homestead Miami, which I absolutely love the fact that they – put Homestead, our, our previous championship race, into the round of eight. I mean, I am... Doesn't it seem like a hot minute since we've raced at Homestead? It, it, it just seems like absolutely forever. It does. I think that with COVID and how that 2020 got got jacked up, if you will... Um, and then wasn't it, wasn't it an early race in 21? Yes. They had shuffled, yeah. they shuffled some stuff around because that's right, because L... The uh, Auto Club canceled, and then they shuffled around Homestead. Yeah, I think it was like the third race of 2021. So it, it's it's almost been a full season since we've been there. It feels like so. Yeah. yeah no, I'm 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 amped up. I mean, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to watch, and I'm excited for the drama. And I mean, we're already looking ahead to next year. There's gonna be some silly season movement coming about in all three series, which is awesome. Uh, there's going to be some changes to the lap traffic fantasy league, which we'll get to that here uh, in just a little bit, but uh, I wouldn't know. I, uh, <laughs> what do you say, sir? Let's do a little uh, social media here. Everybody make sure you check out the website, the lap traffic podcast.com, Facebook, lap traffic podcast, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at lap traffic PC. Yes. Wait, we're making you're on t- Twitch. Uh, well, there's a Twitch account. I haven't done anything. Oh, with okay. It. Okay. Didn't <laughs> mean to interrupt. Yeah, no, you're Didn't good. No, that's, that's why you're here. Uh, <laughs> but we are making TikToks. We we are doing that and having some fun there, which is awesome. You're going to make me activate my account now. Uh, so most of it, I do do some actual videos of myself. Uh, I do do some picture collages and, and things of that nature. Uh, like I'll, I'll do, I'll record a drop for the, from, for the show for it, for tonight's show. Um, but it's fun. I, I tell you what, I, I feel like I could grow an audience on TikTok. Here's the thing. Like I've, I've only got, a, I'll be honest. I, there's only like 50 followers, but I get anywhere between 600 and 800 views of videos. So you don't get the attrition of like a click, but I mean, it's getting out there. So, I mean, I'll, I'll no, take that. Good. I'll take that, you know? So I feel like and- I could grow it. I just don't have the time to go and spend like a half an hour, like, you know, mm-hmm. putting a, a yep. video together. But, um, and you and I talked about the same thing before we, we started recording And for my sports management side, EC sports management, we have eight drivers, eight soccer players. So we have 16 athletes, two coaches, two teams, and an online racing platform. How in the world do we have 426 Twitter followers and fewer everywhere else, except for LinkedIn? Um, 
what are we doing wrong? And it's it's that. What are we missing in the videos? What are we missing in TikToks, Instagram Reels, whatever they're called on Facebook these days? Yeah. Um, stories, I think. Yep. But yeah, you've you've nailed it, and we're gonna have to follow behind you and say, hey, that we need to be doing this, and it's been a project for everybody on my staff, and it, the videos have been coming back and targeted advertising, so. We're going to be growing just like you and are going to be learning from you. Yep. Well, I tell you what, and, and Twitter, obviously the bread and butter with over, you know, 6,000 followers closing in on 7,000, which is uh, a tribute to giveaways. Atlanta. Yes. Giveaways and at Atlanta racing and at the throwback brand who have uh, we've, we've partnered up with there, which is awesome. Uh, just partnered up with a iRacing team, which is awesome. Sent them Saw some that. stuff, Very which cool. is cool. They're going to be running the what I love. This is where they this is where they got me to buy in is <laughs> their 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 iRacing series this year is the truck series. So, I mean, come on. How am I not yeah. going to buy into the truck series? I'm surprised they think it should be title sponsor of the series. I am title sponsor of the series of the whole. I thought you're sponsoring a car. You're title sponsoring the whole series. I'm title sponsoring the whole series. That's yes. so freaking yes. cool. Yes, It's the lap traffic podcast iRacing series. And. The winner, I think, actually, I think first and second place are getting lap traffic trophies. So, yeah, no, we're in the show appearance and a show appearance. Uh, Very good. Yeah, no, we're we are the title sponsor for that, which is which is really cool. I'm excited about that. It's very um, cool. The uh, the the I racing series creator, uh, Bobby, he's going to be on once they are close to kicking off. Uh, so he'll be part of the, uh, you know, episode 300 countdown and I've got hats. Uh, I think we should probably give a hat away this week. So we'll give a hat away again. If you want a hat, if you want to, I mean, you just gotta be the most diehard lap traffic podcast fan because you know, the, there's the store, you know, every once in a while we'll sell a t-shirt here or there, but I mean, I feel like this, these trucker hats are badass. Um, and I, like I said, I, you know, the, I had to pre-order these, the t-shirts are on demand printing, so that's no big deal. But, uh, so if these hats sell out, we'll order more and, and we'll make it a thing. You want a hat, reach out to me and I will get you a hat. Um, let's see what else we got. We got some new follower shout outs, NASCAR, excuse me, NASCAR history page at NASCAR underscore by 13. I mean, I think that speaks for itself, which you're going to find there from a content perspective, which is awesome. Uh, David Cohen at D Cohen 22, a chase Elliott, Noah Gregson fan. You've been pretty happy the last couple weeks. I would say, uh, Casey at KPC for the win NASCAR fan from Louisiana, uh, Clint Burnett at SM Burnett 72 Larson and Bowman fan, uh, Brian Dawson at uh, BRY Dawes, uh, a theme park enthusiast. I love that. I need you, if you've listened uh, an hour and almost seven minutes into the show, uh, if you are listening and have been to Cedar Point, please let me know what you think about that. Because uh, if you're a theme park enthusiast, I will imagine you've been there and I'm curious your thoughts. Uh, stickers, koozies, got those for free. Fill out the contact page on the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com. I will send them out to you. And uh, I, I guess we'll, we'll we'll play the the weather intro uh, just to introduce the segments, even though you've been on for the last hour and seven minutes. Um, what's, You're uh, welcome. It, I'm going to date myself real quick here. I'm going to date piece. myself real quick here. I'm going to date myself real quick here. I've been to Bobolo. 
Bobolo Island. No shit. Yeah, I moved. I went there in 1984 when I first moved to Michigan. It was like an off weekend from two a days. And just a friend of mine I met at uh, uh, orientation. We're still friends today. She's like, hey, my family and I are going uh, to Bobolo. You want to come with us? Sure. That's crazy. Yeah, that's been closed yeah. for a hot minute. But uh, Oh, yeah, that's been closed for decades. Yes. Although you can still buy the shirts. You can still buy the shirt. I tell you what, there are some places that have some very cool vintage Michigan shirts. Uh, you can get the Babalo Island. You can get the Farmer Jack logo. You can get the AMP oh, store logo. Like, Are you saying Farmer Jack? Is, is Farmer Jack gone? Oh, dude, Farmer Jack's been gone maybe as long oh. as Babalo Island's been gone. No, no. There were Farmer Jacks when I lived there last. But, okay. yeah, that's that's been a long time. But, yeah, yeah go on. Yes. Uh, no, take it away. It's, it's, it's your time to shine, oh. sir. Oh wait a minute! What, oh, that there's there's a little indication of how you think the first hour and nine minutes went. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, we oh, are yeah. going. We are going to Concord, North Carolina, and guess what? No hurricane! Yay! That's no awful. hurricanes. Yeah, that's how the forecast started last week too. Was we're not sure what's going on with uh, Ian if it was going to go up straight into like the Panhandle or kind of cut right into oh man that's brutal and i the highest wind gusts i saw were from like uh, not along not along the coast was at sebring sebring both the airstrip and the uh, racetrack got absolutely freaking pounded mm -hmm. and lake lloyd did flood over a lot of those pictures were fake there were some real ones out there about oh, wow. how bad uh, daytona did uh how not terrible like some of the fake photos, but some of the ones where it was like a drone view down Lake Lloyd had flooded. I so a lot of the back one. straight okay. yeah, and up, up into the middle section. Um, but honestly, we are not going to be talking about rain this weekend. Um, Friday, sunny, high of 80, morning low of 50. And then the cold front pushes through. Uh, 48 on Saturday morning, partly cloudy skies, high of 67. Sunday. Bring a jacket. It will be 40 in the morning. Wow. Light winds, high of 68. That's how it was this Sunny morning skies. when Brad and I played golf. It was uh it was it was a it was a fall Sunday morning in Michigan, that's for sure. Yeah, I saw you guys at least in Arbor had frost frost advisories. Yes. I wake up this morning, look at my weather app, and I hear the wind outside. I'm like, okay, it's October. Oh, okay, it's fall. Why am I talking about wind chill already? Yeah. Oh man. I I tell you what. This weekend, if you could, I'm all for winter uh, from Thanksgiving through New Year's Day. You want to you throw throw whatever winter element you want at me. Fine. But if from October 1st through Thanksgiving, I can comfortably walk in a walk around in jeans and a hoodie. Oh, I don't. There's nothing better than jeans and hoodie weather to where you're sitting outside and it's just brisk enough to where it's like, ah, uh, am I cold? Am I not cold? No, we, we get that for like two days. And that was this past week. Yeah, it's, so. it's been, yeah, it, it was a quick switch off. Um, I was going to say, oh, real great Michigan memory. And I hope you guys keep making these. When you said you went to the cider mill. Yes. Absolutely love that. That, that is That is quintessential. I'll, I'll use the tagline. Pure Michigan. It, that is, yes. Tim Allen would have been proud with that one. Yes, that's, uh, that is so true. That's for that sure. is so true. Yes, yes. All right, uh, sir. Uh, it is time for this week's lucky dog and lap down picks. Uh, we've been slacking a little bit because, well, not we. I've been slacking because there hasn't yeah. been a show. 
but we've got some picks this week. Sir, uh, what are your takeaways? What's your lucky dog of the race weekend? Um, AJ Allmendinger, uh, to really, hey, say come from nowhere because he was a top 10 car all weekend, but to get that such a solid push, uh, from Landon and then kudos to Landon and, and both on track and all three of them together. So it goes color racing. Honestly, I think the fans were winners this weekend as well. Absolutely. Uh, lap down. NASCAR safety concerns yeah, continued. Yeah. It's not getting better. No, I'm, I'm with you. My my lucky dog is uh, Jordan Anderson for obvious reasons. Uh, um, yes. My, my lap down, I'll, I'll mirror you as well there, sir. Um, all right. Let's get to some tweeted responses. Scott at 1995 Wagner, lucky dog, Chase Elliott for the lock-in. Lap down, Ty Gibbs, Karma Kane twice. Uh, for last week, luckiest dog of the year, Jordan Anderson, risking one danger for another. Continued prayers for Jordan. Uh, Brian at Storm and B81, lucky dog, Chase Elliott for a great run. Lap down, old Recky being Recky. I love that one. That's a good one. Oh, uh, you know, of that one? Yes. It, okay, that was kind of a racing thing, but it was awful that he threw Harrison Burton under the bus on that one. Oh, that was yeah. probably the worst one on that. Yeah, nope, I'm with you there. Uh, Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR fire. Lucky dog chase with the right move at the right time. Lap down. This package sucks as well as the lions. <laughs> I forgot to add the lions to my lap down. So uh, I would, I, I'm, yeah, but I, I, I give him a half lap down. Cause you only stayed for the first half. That's true. That's true. Uh, let's see. Jason at J a stone 29. Lucky dog was the nine. I'll admit it. He got the right push, right time. Lap down was the four and the six. Tell me the last time either got a speeding penalty with two of the strongest cars all day long. I'd love to see the data for the entire race. I'll tell you what, Talladega is like the hardest place to get a speeding penalty because it's got like the widest pit road along with the largest uh, variance to speed at. Like, cause I think it's 55 yeah. there. Like that's 60. 60. Okay. So you got, so you can go to 64.99 and yep. still be fine. Like, yeah, that's uh. And despite all those facts, all those factors, how many people just screwed up on pit road this oh weekend? My God. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Who was the guy that uh, was it? Um, what team was it that they ran across pit uh, pit lane? To go oh God, yeah. It's like, boy, they didn't. I'm, this is, I'm not sure how much time they should have spent on it, but I feel like it should have been more time than they did. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you, you're going to, that guy, I mean, to cut across, to go into the infield, to chase, chase down a tight, you've already got the penalty. Let it sit there. Who gives a shit at that point? Like, I don't, I don't understand that one. Um, Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan, lucky dog, the three pretty clean races at Talladega. Even mm -hmm. the truck race was clean by truck standards. Lap yep. down, C bell overcooked it on pit entry, puts him in a must win. And Matt at Camper News Net, lucky dog Chase Elliott with the move on the restart that won in the race and advancing lap down Jordan Anderson, hoping for a speedy recovery after the fire during the truck race. All right. I'm sure we'll uh, pick those up as we move along, uh, sir. Uh, it's time to close this thing out with a little lap traffic fantasy. Um, even though you're not in it, we'll, we'll get your picks here. Uh, but let's see here. Just a reminder. 
keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LTFantasy. Uh, let's see. We got five races to determine it all. My picks this past week, John Hunter, Ty Gibbs, Denny Hamlin. I played it as safe as I could, and, and I did okay. Uh, we're, we're still in it for the moment, but uh, quick rundown here. In first place with 219, Henry Fletcher. Second place, 217, Josh Rolfe. Third place, 215, Kristen Hoglin. Fourth place, David James with 210. Followed behind him, his mom, Kim James, in fifth with 199. <laughs> Yours truly is sitting in sixth with 198. Justin Hughes, seven, 196. Steven, eighth, 188. Michael, blind spot pod, ninth, 185. Brett Morris, 10th, 178. Robert Riggs, 11th, 156. Kevin Hahn, 145. It is close. There is nobody locked into the next round. Uh, we'll, we'll see how things all settle out here after the Roval. Uh, bonus points haven't changed too much. We got Kristen, Henry Fletcher, David James, Justin Hughes, Brett Morris, Kim James, Josh Rolfe, Brandon Crowd, Robert Riggs, Michael Blindspot, Stephen and Kevin Hahn. Sir, you had an early out this year, unfortunately. I know. No, and it's amazing how quickly I fell from like second to out yes and i honestly i if if i ever have the time and i might actually make the time for this i would love to see how many dnfs i had in my picks oh, wow. so it, it was just stuff that was out of my control it wasn't like yeah. oh i picked somebody who was bad it was i think of the, like the it would have been probably like nine picks during that time period maybe like eight i think yeah. i had at least more than half dnf and i'm just like you get to a point it's like what do I do? It, it just I, I want to write them and apologize. Yeah, right. I picked you. That's why you DNF'd. I uh, I mean I can send you a spreadsheet that's got your picks if you want. So sure, you know, please you, do that. You tell yes, me yes, how much honestly, time you've got. You know what? It's gonna that's gonna be easier because if you send me the picks, it's yes, no, uh, absolutely. I am uh, I'm happy to send that to you. Not a problem. Uh, well, so and I'll be sure saying? to share that after. Yes. You ready to make some picks? I am ready to make some picks. All right. We are headed to our final road course, the Roval for the season. Larson Elliott have dominated the road courses and the Charlotte Roval. Do you have any of those picks available if you're still in the playoffs? Alex Bowman finished top 10 at every race. Uh, he might be a safe backup pick if he's racing. Ryan Blaney might also be a spoiler pick if you will. Who will punch their way to the round of eight in the playoffs and lap traffic fantasy? We'll find out this weekend. But first, it's time for our picks. All right, sir, if you were in the playoffs still, who would your pick be in the Xfinity series? And, and had all my picks left? Yes, and had all your so picks not, left. AJ, I don't, know, I don't know how you don't pick him. Um, the only if I would say here, I'd still say AJ and hit the send button. But man, Gregson's got to be just itching. Well, that's just the, itching to get back to victory lane. That's the thing. I've wanted to take Gregson so many times, but I'm like, oh, he won this week. I'm not going to do it. Oh, shit. He won again this week. I'm not going to do it. And, and, and I got burned. So, and now here's where I will get burned because it just makes too much sense to take AJ. So I'm going with AJ as well, and we'll see what happens. All right. Yes, the, we will. The cup. Who do you got? Larson. Larson. Okay, I would have taken Larson, but I've used him already. So I'm going with both 
winners who won this past weekend at Talladega. So I'm going with Chase Elliott. So we'll, that's we'll a see. solid number two pick. I hate to say it's not a number two pick. No. I just I was actually kind of going for the not obvious. So do you think this is a track where one of the not final twelve? has a chance of winning. I do, but I also think the final 12 will get me enough points to where hopefully it won't matter. So I was more going from a chit chat standpoint than a fantasy standpoint. Yes. Yes. No. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I, I think there is a the potential for, for there to be a spoiler this week. Um, I, I mean, you got, I mean, look at it this way. Martin Truex Jr. Can win at any road course still doesn't have a win this yep. year. So, you know, I, and I, I would, I would put, I would put McDowell out there too with the right pit strategy. Absolutely. I mean, hell, he almost got it done yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, All right. Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 293. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. Sir, it was great to have you on. This was fun. Glad we were able to make this work, sir. Yeah, and, relatively uh, short notice and definitely, uh, honestly, I always have a blast on the show. But when we can talk for more than an hour and cover as much as we did, uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. It is podcast gold. I love it. Hashtag, hashtag podcast gold. I'm going to use that. That's going to be on the tweet. Podcast gold. I love it. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya.